Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go back to the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and also John chapter number 3. We've been looking at the new birth, being born again. The Bible said in 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And you can't read that verse without going back to John 3. A familiar passage, a favorite passage, but a fundamental passage. And we've already looked at the problem of the sinner's birth, that we're bound to a natural world. This is right, the words of Christ. Bound to the natural world, born of flesh. uh, Born, excuse me, born to the natural world. Bound to the sinful world. Flesh is flesh. And blind to the spiritual world. He cannot see. He cannot see. And so we talked about that. And then we talked about the purpose of the Savior's birth. And if you've not listened to 153 and 154, I recommend you go back and listen to the two podcasts prior that lead to this one. But we started on the last podcast getting into the promise of the second birth. The promise of the second birth. See, Jesus makes a comparison. The second birth will have similarities with the first birth. And I love the fact that Jesus used birth as the analogy of what salvation is. Because a birth, number one, involves a conception. There can be no birth without a conception. Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. It takes two, and it takes the right to. Two men can't have a baby. Two women can't have a baby. It takes two, and it takes the right to. And the two parents of the new birth are the Word of God and the Spirit of God. So it involves a conception. But you know what a birth also involves? It involves a creation. Jesus said, uh, you must be born again. Something new is coming into being. We're new creatures in Christ. And when a baby is conceived, this is where we left off on the last podcast. When a baby is conceived, that, that baby has, had a tra- has, has come into being because there has been a transference of life. Life from dad, life from mom have been brought into a new existence. And being born again is the same. The word is transferred into the sinner. The spirit is transferred into the sinner. And the word and the spirit together create new life. In John's gospel alone, the word life is mentioned 44 times. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I am come that they might have life. And have it more abundantly. Not existence, life. A lot of people are only existing, but they don't have any life. What happens when a birth takes place? There's a conception, but with that conception comes a creation. We become absolutely new. Now here, number three, the comparison of the first birth and the second birth. It involves conception. It involves creation. But listen to this. It involves a character. Because the child, when he's born in this world, has the life of his parents. And because he has the life of his parents, he will also have the character 
of his parents. What, why do we do the things that we do? Because we have the character of Adam. And something we've preached for years that, that, that's, that I think is false is we have taught people that man was made, that we ourselves are made in the image of God. I don't believe that's so. You are not in the image of God. Adam was made in the image of God. Adam was made in the image of God. I'm not in the image of God, not born into this world. Adam was made in the image of God, but that image was marred. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness, after his image. That's what Genesis 5, 3 says. And I'll tell you something, we're not in the image of God today. Adam was in the image of God, and he lost it. Before you get saved, you're in the image of Adam. You share Adam's nature. You share Adam's character. You share Adam's makeup. And Ephesians 2, 3 says, we're by nature the children of wrath. But when you get saved, 2 Peter 2, 1 says, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We received a first nature from our parents, but we receive a second nature from the Word and the Spirit. And without the new birth, you cannot be a partaker of the divine nature. When a birth takes place, a character is produced. You as a child of God, if you are born into God's family, are going to have the character and the nature of God just as much as you have lived in this world with the character and nature of fallen Adam and Eve. It's not going to be something you have to work at. It's not going to be something you have to work up to. It'll be automatic as you yield to the new nature. And though our first birth was not in the image of God, thank the Lord the second birth carries the divine purpose that whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. So don't go out of here and say you're in the image of God. Because that flesh is flesh. It's in the image of Adam. But that new man on the inside is being conformed to the image of of Christ, the Son of God. A birth involves conception. A birth involves creation. A birth involves character. It takes two. All things are new. You'll have the traits of your parents. But something else a birth involves is a completion. Because once you get born, that's it. It's complete. Being born is a a once-in-a-lifetime experience, never to be repeated. I love that. I love that these folks that talk about getting saved three and five, six, eight, ten, twenty-five times, sold to, you know, no. I'm telling you, there's not but one birth physically, and there's not but one birth spiritually. Being born physically is a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Every year on January the 26th, uh, since 1975, I have have a celebrated birth date. I have one birthday, January 26th. I don't have a January 26th and a February 3rd and a March 5th and an April 20th and a May 13th. No, I have one birth date. January 26, 1975, I was born into the physical world. And I have one birth date spiritually. June the 1st, 1980 is when I was born into the spiritual world. 
being born is a once in a lifetime experience. It's completion. It's a completion, never to be repeated. And that's what had Nicodemus bum fuzzled. How I can't have a second birth. I mean, come on, folks that uh, believe in losing your salvation and repeat, uh, you know, getting saved over and over again. Even Nicodemus, who wasn't even saved, understood it. He said, I can't have a second birth. And Jesus is saying, that's right, Nicodemus, and you can't be born physically twice, and you can't be born spiritually twice. There's only one birth in either realm. $1,000 challenge to anybody listening today. I would say a million, but I don't have that. But I'll give anybody listening to this today $1,000 if you show me anywhere in the Bible where anybody ever got saved twice. Show me one place. Show me one place in the Bible where any, anybody ever was born again twice, saved twice, trusted the Lord twice. There's not one place. You can't find it. You can't find it in the physical realm, and you can't find it in the spiritual realm where anybody ever had two births. A birth is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It's a completion. And when you're born into the family, you're born into the family. And when you're born into the family of God, you're born into the family of God. And what a passage John 3 is. No wonder Peter wrote, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Because there's three miracle births. There's three miracle births. You were you have the problem of the sinner's birth. Even, the, even though we were born in sin, it's still a miracle. Birth is a miracle. Then you have the, promise, the, the purpose of the Savior's birth and the virgin birth of Christ was a miracle birth. And then you have the promise of the second birth. It is a miracle birth. There is nothing like knowing that you have been born again. There's nothing like knowing that you have passed from death to life. In, in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible said, The seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you the power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall be by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That word written means it is written and it stands written. It's on record. It's established. It is recognized. It is proven. And I'm telling you, we ought to rejoice today that we have been born again. It involves a conception. It involves a creation. It involves a character, and it involves a completion. It's settled. We're saved. Nowhere in the Scripture do you find anybody being born twice physically, and nowhere do you find them being born twice spiritually. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Saved forever eternal life, eternal salvation, everlasting life. Hebrews 7, 25, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for us. Well, Jesus made the comparison, the first birth and the second birth. 
And you say, preacher, how do you know that you were born the first time? Well, I'm talking, I'm breathing, I'm moving. How do I know I'm born the second time? I'm talking, I'm breathing, I'm moving. Things are happening in my life. You know, nothing like knowing that you've been born again. And when you have that assurance, you can do something for God. And that's what we need to do today. We need to go out and be salt. We need to go out and be light. The world is dirty. The world is dark. We need to purify. We need to illuminate. We need to get out and make a difference in this world. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? I'm going out tomorrow. I'm going to make a difference in this world. Until the next Treasures of Truth podcast, God bless you.